Hey, listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? Hello, Brisbane. says Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate-range missile over Brisbane's new bike-hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see Nashville? Like, at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some 4X. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Unpacking Brisbane. It's the show that takes a suburb of Sydney and figures out what makes it tick. Oh, I just remembered what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. It was about Sydney. Oh, really? But it, we'll, we'll come to it. Okay. But thank you for mentioning Sydney. Hey, everyone. That's Henry Bretz, you're hearing, and I'm Joe Dwyer, and today... We've got a very exciting suburb for you. It's the suburb so exciting, mm. Brisbane took a vow of silence, not not willing to tell us anything. Someone on the... <laughs> Someone sneezed we've got the, so loudly we've got, we've, on the street outside. Bless you! <laughs> we've got the window open. We're trying to, we're trying to be on a roll. We've got the window open the Cactus Street Studios. Trying to be on a roll with podcasting and someone just sneezed so loudly. Fuck, I bet that doesn't happen to Joe Rogan when he's launching into, <laughs> a, launching into an interview with some guy who's creating an air condition that makes you forget liberal views. Mm. Or something makes you like high that. as well. Yeah. And, See the um, face of God and it's like an MMA fighter. I'm having JB Peterson on again to tell me about cream. Um, but he's he's... Doesn't have to put up with people sneezing. That's no. what I was going to say. Also, to be, studio. to be clear to our listeners, Henry and I are both wearing headphones. Just think about how loud this sneeze had to be for both of us to stop. And what these we aren't were crappy doing. headphones. One of them is from Nova. Yeah. The, the ones that I nicked. And there's nothing crap about them. Nothing. Not at all. <laughs> what are you talking about? They play Ariana Grande. Uh, but today we are talking about Morningside. It's what's a, the story, Morningside Glory? Uh, it's, an, it's an East Side suburb. Uh, one of the few suburbs I'm earnestly interested as to how it got their name. Uh, and as I alluded to earlier, Henry, it's a suburb that Brisbane doesn't doesn't like to talk about, obviously. No. No, we as keen on Pakistanis would know usually we're a show of the people. We like hearing from our friends. So we put up an Instagram story and say, hey, let us know your thoughts on the mm-hmm. suburb we're doing this week. Uh, usually we get varying degrees of success with the replies, but usually there are replies. Some mm. people will send in much more than we ever asked for. Some would call them a small novella. Some people just equip. Some people, you know, you get you get a good mix of responses. The worst genre being when people send in a lot of material after we've recorded the episode. Always uh, happens. Always um, happens to Hamish. Yeah. Yeah. Poor, uh, poor guy. Well, Joe, how did we go with the responses from the public uh, for Morningside? Pretty exciting, Henry. Uh, in a unpacking Brisbane first, we got a sum total of zero responses. No one no gives DMs, a fuck. no Insta story replies, no Insta comments. And as I've just noted, so our previous upload on Insta yep. about Bali got 149 likes. It's good. pretty good. Uh, our upload about Morningside, 24. So I don't so, know. So not even a people not wanting to tell us about it. They're voting with their thumbs mm. and they're saying. Ooh, Morningside. And it's not a crappy place. It's lovely. It's in the Federal Electorate of Griffith. You've got parks. You've got some lovely little cafes and, and amenities and whatnot. It, it is a good place. It's not too far from the city. So we're going to have to dive into this. But, Joe, I'm choosing to take an optimistic route on this. I'm choosing to say that this is an untapped gem. Yeah. We're about to bring Morningside to the Unpakistanis yeah. if they do choose to listen. Well, I'm excited, Henry, that we're, we're, we're flying without training wheels. You know, Mate. we're running without... Uh, running shoes that make you run faster. Oh, We're boy. barefoot running. 
Your legs, what are they? Steel springs. You know, what are they, they, they going to do? do? Hoe you down the track. Down the track. How fast what are you going to do? What are you going to do if your wife walks into the house while you're in the shower? Get yeah. a gun. Get a gun. Obviously. Oscar Pistorius, what are your legs? How fast are you going to shoot it? <laughs> fast as a leopard. <laughs> then let me see you do it. <laughs> it's the Gallipoli Oscar Pistorius crossovers Episode. that you come for. It's Morningstar <laughs> that you stay for. Uh, but it's more than just Morningside that Brisbane has been through recently, Henry. Uh, the lovers of Brisbane and the... Uh, singles of Brisbane alike. We, yeah. know we just had Brisbane Valentine's Day, which is the same date as the rest of the world, mm. but a little bit different because you get to celebrate it in the greatest city on earth. We get it. You get to do it first, going off the rest of the we world. Sort of we're do, one of the first. Actually, yeah, yeah, we're one of the first in the world. We've seen funny tweets about Valentine's Day, like several days after it's occurred in Brisbane. I find it quite mm. openly annoying. And keeping in mind, of course, it was almost a week ago now, but hope you had a lovely little romantic Valentine's Day. I think Brisbane's becoming more romantic. We've got your fair share mm. of Hellenicas. Got your... I mean, there is the Kangaroo Point Cliffs and the basic stuff, but I think there would be... South Bank Amphitheatre. Yeah, that's very romantic. I think there would be more... I don't think Hellenica's that romantic at all. Okay. Nah, well, maybe... It's just odd for that to Becca be the Fino's, first as we always thing, say, yeah, is a romantic that's place. the first thing you mentioned. Girl at work went there for her Valentine's right. Day thing, so that's why I thought of it. That's Great Galentine's Day place. And was there a lot of Galentine's this year? Yeah, I think the amount of, But a lot of Friday and Saturday Galentine's. A lot of not Galentine's instead of Valentine's, mm. but just doing both, which is fine. That's fine. I could never celebrate that much. It, it seems ridiculous and undeserved. And as we said to a an Uber driver we had the other day... Very odd said, man. Strange guy. Uh, he kind of berated us for getting in the car, pulling up where we'd ordered it to, and he said, there's a yellow line here and a yellow line there. I don't know. I can't stop there, guys. And I was like, okay, yep, all good. And then to he be clear, to awkwardly, we didn't stop there either. And he had to we awkward- got in the car around the corner. Yeah, exactly. And then he awkwardly transitioned to remembering there's a rating system. I was like, oh, and um, how's you? How's your afternoon looking? Yeah, we'd got that. We were talking about the uh, the Galentines, and he went into some dangerous territory about. I thought the word Valentine was gender neutral and we were like yeah. hey. uh, there's a there's a tone when someone asks a question that they don't remotely want the answer to and mm. this guy had it he, he just wanted to go oh i thought it was gender neutral and i was uh, like yeah but that's the point is this is valentine's for the gals it's, so it's, it's expressly not gender neutral and that's the point to which i said we said well you know galentine's have their day but then there's there could be palentine's day uh I suggested. Now that was dismissed from the back car, uh, the car by Georgia and Joe, but That's I did today. I did the other day see a Palantines upload. So well, doesn't make it better. And I don't know if we're any closer to solving the Israel Palantines uh, <laughs> crisis. Well, if only Israel responded to the flowers, I got it. Oh, so true. Terrible. Mate. Well, we need a two mate solution, as I always so say. So true. You know what I'm saying? They always about. say in Henry's texts. To me earlier today. Hey, you're just, just trying bouncing out. material but that's, at the end of the day, the whole show's scripted. Oh, and, we, and, and we write and rehearse the, the whole thing. The hard work is making it sound <laughs> off the cuff when in reality the entire project You motherfuckers don't know the work that goes in. What I was going to say when you made that hilarious joke at the beginning about Sydney yeah. is that I were, Georgia and I on Valentine's Day were driving to breakfast. and um, Not in Sydney. No, no. But we heard on Triple J... A, uh, a radio station that people wouldn't listen to because they're podcasters. But they were saying, and the, the announcer, she was like, oh, you know, it's a day of love and celebration, but I'm here to talk about a people who I don't think get enough love. And there was kind of a low-lying dun, 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 piano bed. Mm. And she goes, 
Our baristas. <laughs> Show some love for your baristas this Valentine's Day. <laughs> Send in some texts about what you think the best barista is. Show them some love. Oh. And then the one I remember was the one that almost cringed us off the road was, okay, we got some coming here. Um, shout out to KG, the edgiest and most wicked barista in Newey. <laughs> I was like, fuck Sydney, man. It was That's just so a little, like- it was just the little affirmation I needed on Valentine's Day yeah, to fuck say, Sydney. oh yeah, Brisbane's, Brisbane's, Brisbane's fuck that Sydney. much better. Yeah. Fuck Sydney. Anyway. Fuck Melbourne. And tough fuck- for a lockdown, but you know, Better yeah. you than me. Yeah, true. To run. Oh, well. All right. Well, Should we uh, chat about the greatest suburb in all of Brisbane, Morningside? Let's go to the Morningside of life. Wikipedia. Wee, 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 wee. Now, I'm lucky I'm not the person who came up with this guess the population tradition many moons ago because I've got, like, no idea. But what do you think it is? Well, someone who's lived at Hawthorne and Balimba when hey, I grew you up, live, I should you've have. You've lived so close to Morningside for your entire life. In and around much. it, baby. I've been in and around it for my life. And it's not giving me much help here. I can't really no. narrow down on anything. Oh, it's residential. That's to true. A, to a fault. There is a fish factory. Ah, oh, forgot to write oh, that down. Um, we're not including the fish population for the record. We're not including no, the fish. No, 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 no. Fish, fish they, factory fish, fucking burnt down. The fish what a fire in Morningside, as we're going to learn quickly. I think we could have Is a bit of a- Is it because there's a lot of just industrial- Fair bit of industrial, but- That goes up quick. Well, there's a fire we're going to talk about a little later on, but okay. maybe there's some sort of arson theory that we can oh, pursue if we so were true. sensationalist journalists, which we are. Oh, mate, let's say 6,500 for oh, the- mate, let's, let's just be so far off. How much? It's over 10,000. Morningside's huge. Yeah. So there's over 10,000 people there and we couldn't find one mm. who wanted to write in. Wanted to write in and tell us anything about it. Maybe they're- because they don't want to be discovered. They don't want anyone say, else to know they're good. They've got something going for them. They say, don't tell people about this. Don't let the word get out. We want to keep the hidden gems of Morningside. So true. I've said hidden gems a few times. It's like, it's like when you were, you've been single for years. Yeah. And it's not because- you are unlucky in love, Henry. It's because no. you just you, you were a gem. You didn't want word to get out. I don't want to share this pain. Oh, Henry Gro- Henry Bretz is a great root. You oh, didn't want that spread. Want that. So it wasn't spread. You what know, I no want, one heard that. What I didn't want was those rumours going around. So no. Not, so then- That people, you were a passionate and sensuous lover. Don't want that because no. then- And then to throw people off, I'd send Instagram messages to people and then they wouldn't reply like on Saturday yeah. night. But no, I didn't want the replies. So anyone no, out exactly. there, when, when you've seen the message, but there's no message incoming, mm. that's when I've won. And you've and you've seen them on Snap Maps yep. at Black Bear and you've yep. gone there and they're there, but they go straight away. But you want that. That's what I want. Because you don't want anyone to know about the hidden gems. I want them to know. I want the bear yeah. to myself. And speaking of hidden gems, Morningside, there are many older style weatherboard and chamfer board. <laughs> Uh, with the grind fire homes in this area as well as modern units and townhouses someone at work my friend uh, GP at work and she she did say to me that, where do you work? Uh, GP's office? just a radio station <laughs> not, not that kind of initials GP oh uh, right she'd make a great GP can I just say very caring that's good very and her initials are there and that'd be good mm. but uh, it's like if there was a guy who was Osama bin Gefilter mm. Yon Nibbles. Keep going. And he was an OBGYN. (laughs) I would not let someone with that name look at my vagina. (laughs) He's a gynecologist. If he asked to look at my vagina, I'd be like, you're immediately on the wrong foot. I don't have one. You're a bad doctor. You fool. <laughs> May I see your vagina? Dr. Osama. Dr. Osama. That's not how you are. <laughs> All right. Well, that aside, 
she said to me, make sure you mention that it's basically all townhouses. So I didn't have that much to add. No, no, I'm glad that. we found that GP thing. But it, the Wikipedia disagrees. There's weatherboard houses. Yeah. Lucky there's no wobbleboard houses. There's so bloody true. Rolf Harris yeah, running yeah. around. Well, in that if bitch. you think you're a family suburb, um, then you hear a wobbleboard coming out of the corner. But I can tell you there's six white boomers, if not more, living there. Tidy. Tidy by length. You know what kills me about townhouses, just quickly? Yeah, yeah. Because I was looking at some real estate today. Because there's all these massive doom and gloom pieces about like young generations will never be able to own a house, blah, blah, Mm. blah. Do you have, and I'm sure this is just intensely informed by privilege, like the deep down belief that you probably will be able to afford a house at some point? Um, I don't don't think about it that much. Rent's pretty, I'm finding rent just enough at the moment. I I hardly make a lot of money. So I would think, I'm a pretty good saver. I mean, I make less. Yeah. So it's not really indicative of the world. I'm a part-timer. It's just the industry I'm in. You know, media. We don't do it for money. We do it for love. We do it to break incredible news like one we did today about an Egyptian, ancient Egyptian brewery. Oh, yeah. These are the important things. Um, but There's no breaking news on the day that COVID vaccines arrived in Australia. Well, you got to light and shade. Light and shade. you got <laughs> to have a human interest one in there. Like a literal tomb they found with, this was like fucking holes in the ground. And they were like, you know, these could have been used for beer. Channel 9, run it all day. <laughs> but All I was going to say about townhouses and home ownership is... Mm. Increasingly facing the reality that probably the first or only home we're ever capable of owning is a townhouse. Yeah, and I'm trying to get used to it, and I just can't. Yeah, it's not a Queenslander. They're weird. Well, you could go and get one of those brick ones out in Carindale. Yeah, area. I'd sooner have just a pure apartment, like just yeah, you know, the big shared gym, whatever, cop apartment living, not bad. Than the townhouse, it's mm. it's trying to be something it's not. So narrow. Yeah, not to be said, and and doesn't make me think of a town. No, at all. Call it call it a city, Sub- a city, uh, cityplex. Yeah, call it like the cityplex or the the metro. That's very pad. close to cineplex. That is too. That's oh, a cityplex where mortgages are five dollars fifty. If yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. If you're a student, but you got to sit, sit through the ads when you yeah, get home, yeah. and you got to sit in a lot of plastic that's definitely had come on it. Oh god. Oh god. Feels like a first date. Mm. Um, <laughs> metro pad's cool though. What's that? That's that's an alternative instead of a townhouse. Oh, that's called really a metro pad. Yeah, but that does sound a bit like a modern tampon like a sanitary product yeah mm. oh, oh i've got a metro power uh, hey you know we're a friendly office we're a diverse office uh ladies free bowls of metro pads just out on the table Everyone's yeah like, some of them are expired yeah <laughs> that's that shouldn't matter right they're an off-brand tampon um now henry have you got anything to tell me about why morningside is named morningside you said initially the, that you'd be literally the only thing i'm really burning to know morningside is said to be named after a local estate belonging to david longlands the name oh. of the estate itself is likely referred either to the Scottish town hey. or the estate's location on the eastern side of Brisbane. Is that because the sun rises in the east? Yes. That's saying, oh, it's the morning side because it's the side of Brisbane that catches the sun in the morning. Hence morning side because it's on the east. That's true. There you go. That's a bit interesting. That's actually interesting. It also said, and of course, yeah. um, my mates who went to school with me, but I had to get driven all the way to the other side of town to afternoon edge. Which was the other side of town. Yeah. Which sucked. Come over for afternoon tea. Come after. Never um, tea consumed, but a lot of jats. A lot of jats, baby cheese. It also uh, said to be named the site of the morning sun catches the banks of the river. So that's sort of what I already had a guess at. So there you go. I mean, I, I, I'm going to go in on it's the Scottish town purely because there's just so many eastern suburbs mm. and so many suburbs where the morning sun catches the river. Yeah, it seems weird if that, it that was would be the, the sun f- thing. It'd be called morning sun. I think the first two explanations I buy 
And also, there's a fair bit, fair bit of precedent, as we saw with Kelvin Grove and numerous other suburbs. We've done Scottish that people just getting over here and being like, "What's a place I like from home?" Yeah, that's the this place. Yeah, it's amazing that no one wanted to come up with anywhere new. It's like, oh, we nailed it in England and Scotland. I mean, we're that's in New York. Hence, why they were here. They yeah, were thinking, that's oh, true. England's great. Shall we make it everywhere? Sure. England. How many people so do we have good. to kill? That'll be fun. No, no. It, it'll be worth it. No, it's, February when it's, done. Four, it's February 14, Captain Cook. Let's go to Hawaii. Nothing bad will happen. Oh, they've Hang got their on. own. They've got their own population and culture. Yeah, but we're showing cursed child there on West End. <laughs> oh, we've got a big clock. Yeah, they but, don't have a big clock here. Yeah, but when we get on trains, we mind the gap. You know, <laughs> they? They're trying to close the gap. Some indigenous education thing. Mm, not hello. listening. We're trying to mind it. We make our own food. We cook our own food. We catch our own food. Have you had a crumpet? Have you had oatmeal? Have you tasted porridge? Oh, t- spices? No, no, mate. Oh no! No, we're English. I wouldn't drink. Do you know we invented chicken tikka masala? Oh, okay. It's, oh, yeah, it's yeah, that trucker. Yeah, <laughs> the old. I did realize later the um, mm. it was like a guy of Indian descent in Scotland who invented chicken tikka masala. There you go. So did we whitewash the? I don't think we commented on it, curry? but everyone likes it. I think the story's whitewashed because they're like, it's actually a Scottish dish, and I'm like, yeah, mm. but if like, you know, if a Sri Lankan man happened to be in Australia and came up with a new Sri Lankan dish, you wouldn't be like, oh, it's Australian. That's how the meat pie was invented. <laughs> Famously. Famously. That was made by Murray Litterin. The old suburb of Combsley oh. was merged into Morningside. At the corner of Bennett's and Wynnum Roads is the historic Bulimbus. Oh, that just is a different point. Anyway, Combsley merged into Morningside. There you go. Done a bit of an yep. Ithaca. Combsley. We chatted about it on the Murray episode. Awful Beach. There you go. Terrible. At the corner of Bennett's and Wynnum Roads, Wynnum's Roads is the historic Belimba Cemetery. It's also known as the Balmoral Cemetery. Again, not even the dead can get an answer in the afterlife as to what the fuck separates Belimba from Balmoral. Yeah. Uh, dating and from, from 1875. Fairly recent for a cemetery. Terrible. Now, opened in 1875, there is no longer... It's no longer an active cemetery, but the existing graves can be reused for family members. Joe Dwyer, my question to you, surely if it's still open to the public as a cemetery and presumably there's still fucking dead people there, how is it not a cemetery anymore? Yeah. It sounds like a cemetery. What do they mean by it's no longer active? It's Was well, so this a sort of epidemic of the undead in Morningside and this is the very polite way on Wikipedia being like, now we actually dealt with that problem, so... They're no longer active. Now all the dead bodies just... Well, they just lie there. <laughs> I was going to say, that's Dawn of the Dead, isn't it? Mm. It's like, oh, the uh, that, that'd be like politician speak of like a health minister comes yeah. out and gives a press conference in a zombie apocalypse and is like, it would appear that some of the local cemeteries have become active. Uh, they've uh, become reactivated minister, cemeteries. Minister, is this a zombie apocalypse? <laughs> well, we don't need to bother with terminology like apocalypse and zombie and dawn of We'd the dead. We'd rather just look at the cold hard facts. Yep. Um, we're assessing this as it comes. Minister, minister, yep. um, did you know the Morningside cemeteries are really popular? It's... Well, popularity isn't something that I like to concern myself That's with. That's right. Do you know why it's popular? Why is that? Is it people are dying to get in? Um, uh, Minister, why is the Secret sorry. Service bundling me out of the room? Sorry, you've just. Uh, I'm a free man, you know. He's at the dead centre of town. Go get him. <laughs> Go get him. Cost you Love. an arm and a leg to get in there. Oh, mate. Well, that aside, it's not <laughs> active. So, I mean, well, what do you. I mean, I guess they did move a cemetery from Suncorp Stadium out. That's how Tawong Cemetery got started. But in my mind, if something's no longer a cemetery, you gotta you gotta dig up those bad, no longer, those bad bodies, boy. It's no longer active. Just like they don't have funerals there. 
Yeah. Like if you want to privately go in and seek permission to bury a body, you can. Yeah, maybe. Do you know what I do see a lot of- Or are they just like, maybe as the government just like, oh, we're not going to contribute to the upkeep. Like if it- Yeah. If it's got weeds, it's got weeds. But you're more than welcome to go in and- Yeah, like if you want to go in and privately down. fund the bury. Surely that's a complicated process to bury a body and like get approval. I mean, yeah, you'd have to think so. I mean, I- um, need a lot of spades. A lot of spades, a lot of dick. I- um. I wonder if it's got something to do with the declining, like, respect shown at the funeral because I, having lived near Morningside and often getting caught in traffic coming past the cemetery to head towards the city for school, would see that, yeah, there's a lot of people jogging through it, more so than oh, I think you would see in like other- House of Cards episode. Very House of Cards. And a, a, lot, um, a lot more- I don't think it's disrespectful as such. Oh. There was a lot of people doing like, not just going for a peaceful walk in the cemetery. This was straight up exercise. They uh, were jogging. Where do you fall on jogging through cemeteries? I don't think it's I necessary. Hate it. yeah. I, I think it's very disrespectful. No, I do too. There is nothing stopping you jogging around. No. I, yeah. Like. I don't think you need it. So I wouldn't jog through like a church or. No. Anything that could hold a lot of very personal meaning. I mean, when I'm walking past Suncorp, I try not to step on the plaques of the origin park. Oh, absolutely. Like, same here. I consider it to be And a most massive. of them are alive. <laughs> yeah, just, like they're, they're alive and like- It's just Ben Eichen. Yeah. It's but I still don't want to step on him. I literally like, I stepped a bit on Dylan Napa and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Sorry about that. Oh, oh. sorry. Oh, sorry, Dil. Sorry. Sorry, I didn't Corey. Mean to. <laughs> yeah. I don't, no, I don't think- There's always somewhere else to jog, isn't there? Yeah. Especially in a city where we've got a fucking there's river. A, there's a practically infinite amount of- Also like, oh, but I needed to get somewhere. Go around the side mm. and clock up some more Ks on Strava. Yeah, agree. Mm. More Strava and less bloody- Striving spirits to be disrespectful. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, I no, I agree. I don't think it's. I don't think it's right. Lorna Jane did claim to be the cure for COVID at some point in a lawsuit. They really? tied up in. Yeah, they did some ad where they were saying, uh, oh, jokingly saying that. But I don't think jokingly. Like they're getting sued a fair bit for it. That their <laughs> fucking exercise gear can suit. cure COVID or something. So I wonder if they were onto something. And if you were to run in some tight jeggings through mm. well, the cemetery and brought do, people back to life, how do we know? You know, you think mm. the people jogging are people who oh, jogged in there. True. What if it's the dead trying to escape? That's the dead. But they're all just wearing Lorna J. Yeah, that's true. It's like we don't know, but recently when you bury bodies, it's actually cheaper to bury them in active wear than funeral suits. That's like suits. a package you can buy for now. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, like, oh. in, you know, it like condenses them. To, it's like if you want a smaller coffin. Oh, it's quite tight We'll just well, put yeah. some Lululemon and on. Like it really want, squeezes and if you want, them like, in. You're your dead, whoever, to look good in the coffin. Mm. Yeah, it puts all the bits in the right places. Let's get Grandma in a little bit of an Olivia Newton-John leotard here. Oh, that's fun. A little bit retro. Let's yeah. make it obviously neon. You know, obviously. She needs to shine. It's fun. I love that. Uh, on to the arson. Yeah. The tragic arson. Let's talk arson. In October 2018, a major fire broke out at Morningside State School, which caused extensive damage to the school. The school reopened one week later. <laughs> Can't be that extensive. Uh, with the assistance and hard work of the entire school community. Very kind. Um, sure, there was extensive damage, but mm. I feel like a fire that causes damage and you reopen one week later is just definitionally damage. Yeah. It's a little bit of the, oh, I've had a terrible breakup. I'm so upset. And then they're back together a week later. Yeah. Like, how, how am I? And that's the, the fire of love. And you sort of wonder, you go like, oh, well, how yeah. serious was the breakup then? Like mm. you, yes, maybe you went on a break. Maybe there was a miscommunication. Maybe you're on yeah. the rocks. You didn't really break up. It never, it never lasts that long. All the, the eternal, all the eternal, 
oh, you know, a really bad breakup. But then they're like still talking and chatting and hanging out. I'm like, yeah, yeah. oh, we're not broken up. Well, we do a podcast together still, mate. <laughs> uh, got in. Fucking keep you going. I haven't forgotten about oh. Valentine's Day. Hey. Unlike you. Can you <laughs> on my car. <laughs> Can I tell you about something? Yeah. Morningside. This was huge when Morningside. I was going to say, I, I've, I don't think I've heard of Morningside State School in ah, my life. So mate, this is all news it's fucking, to me. It, it, it ripped up. It, it was a huge thing. And I, I think I remember seeing the footage of it. Huge fire. And I think it's the radio station. I think Nova at the time were like, this is a chance to help the community read like ratings. And then oh, they went out there. I'm, I I'm pretty sure they did, I think I think like Lutzi and Corey Oates went out there, who was exactly the two people you want to see when you've just had your school <laughs> burnt to the ground. Oh, see, oh, Corey's here. Sick. I wish he'd been here to like throw a ball at the fire. <laughs> Damn it. But Corey, I wish but, Lutzi was here to yeah. talk to the fire. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? He, yeah. So they- Was bloody, that the one where you guys like, Got all the kids on the bus? Nah, maybe there was there was what there wasn't the one where we all sung Old Town Road together. But that was fun. Was that, that not? That was fire? unrelated to the fire. That was just the fire of the kids spitting raps. the yeah, that we were spitting the fire. fire. Yeah, that was bad. But um, something else that I thought of when the morning states morning side state school came up because living where I did um back when I was at Hawthorne, I could actually we were quite close to the morning side state school, mm. so I could actually hear. Uh, the, the school belt, yeah, the school, oh, school belt, yeah, the flames, right? The the school belt, yes, uh, and the school belt, and this was in the news. This got a bit of coverage at the time locally. They rejigged it, so the school belt for morning tea and a morning tea lunch, so little lunch and big lunch, yeah, yeah, was Pharrell Williams happy. <laughs> They've changed the school, so it was like, I'm happy that I feel, feel like a room without a roof. That one. Despicable Me 2, I believe it's from. Oh, that is so nasty. Is it Despicable Me 2 or Despicable Me? It's 2. I think 2 is Definitely where- Definitely 2. It was for 2014, For else, the it? first one, I was like, I'm getting involved. Mate, that song, and I know we talk a lot about commercial radio overplay of blinding lights at the moment. Or no, nothing on will, me. nothing's ever bad as happy. Nothing will ever be yeah. happy. Oh, oh, I feel like that song was on rotation for a year. And Similar then, to Uptown Funk. Yeah. Funk I'll say this bad. for radio playing the same singles a lot. They do seem to get over them pretty quickly. Like, I haven't heard Bad Guy on the radio for ages now. That's true. It's, they do exhaust themselves. But it used to be like, righto, we're listening to Uptown Funk for the next 18 months. Do, 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 do. Blurred Lines as well before the backlash. Yeah. It's funny that Pharrell got away with that one. Pharrell's got away with a lot. Yeah. I want to bring that up. Pharrell's got... It's because he wears that fucking hat. That hat. It's full of secrets. And because he's like... Short and funky. Yeah. Everyone's like, Pharrell. Everyone's like, Pharrell can't be guilty. Yeah, Robin, so happy. He did, there was something else he did where everyone was like, oh, that's Robin Thicke cancelable. as well did the, you know, explicit dancing with Miley Cyrus, which if they'd done it nowadays, everyone would have been like, awesome, go Miley. Yeah. But it was a bad time for Miley hatred. So he got wrapped. I mean, I'm not trying to defend Robin Thicke. Thicke. All I'm <laughs> saying is- so We've got a thick boy here. <laughs> <laughs> so Joey's a thickie. He's a thickhead. Uh, right, uh, right in if you are uh, got any views on Robin um, Thicke but it's more you just, think Joey yeah, should have like to respond to. Pharrell, yeah. Hard to make one stick on he's, him. Yeah, he's kind of just jazz just walked jazz his, his way, way through. through. When you're that funky, it's hard Don't to- Don't blame me, I'm only Pharrell. When you're that slippery <laughs> and good at dancing, it's hard for an accusation to stick. Oh, legit. But he, yeah, he, he mm. got involved. And so that school was clearly- Absolutely getting behind Pharrell. No mm. no problematizing of him at all. Uh, not at all. Mate, Just fucking- playing like different problematic artists every day. They're like, all right, guys. It's your sticky fingers, hard-earned lunch break. Okay, guys, you know, you've got some morning tea coming up. Ow! 
It's the alien ant farm. Well, yeah, I was going to say Michael Jackson. It is an alien ant farm. Terrible guys. Uh, now, but how? What do you? How would you think you'd stand on the song "Happy" by the end of it? Because it's signifying. A, I think you'd just get sick of hearing it twenty four seven. There's no song I wouldn't get he- sick of hearing. 24/7. No, exactly. But I listened to like the Mangroves album nonstop and almost got sick of it. Yeah, I would. Still pretty good. Mate, no, no. <laughs> bloody winning was the school bell. Still pretty good though. But I, I would think that. It would it, happy would signify the beginning of lunch. You'd be like, "Fuck yeah, I love hearing happy," but then it's also the end of lunch, isn't it? And oh. I think that negative feeling of the end of lunch would probably Should have been happy at the start of lunch, and then like "Hallelujah" by Jeff Buckley at the end, <laughs> or "Hurt" by Johnny Cash, just like but a Pharrell really cover. Bring, yeah. <laughs> I hurt myself today. <laughs> uh, now speaking of notables, it's not Pharrell, but some Morningside notables. Mm. The big one. We'll talk about the AFL soon. It's the Voss brothers, Michael and Brett, who play for the Lions and St Kilda. Brett is still playing while Michael is the former coach of the Brisbane Lions. Now I want to say something. About the names Michael and Brett. Yep. No two children have ever been more born to play test cricket than a Michael and a Brett. And it's gutsy they chose AFL. They went into AFL, especially as a Queensland family. The only more crickety name is Mitchell. Mitchell is... And Damien? Yeah. I reckon there's a lot of Damien. A lot of state-level Damien players. Yeah, and then there's Fleming and Martin and whatnot. Yeah. I just feel like Michael and Brett, they had the world at their feet read cricket. I agree. Now, I've never heard of Brett Voss in my life. Never heard of Brett Voss. I guess he's a St. Kilda man, but yeah, Michael, great. absolutely heard of. He had kids at my kindy around oh, the right. side, as, as in the kindy yeah. I was at. As, at the kindy I have as an investment property. Um, the <laughs> And he had kids there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You lease it out as a, uh, it's well, a, a midwifery it's maternity practice. Ward. Yeah, That's he was I'm around a lot. Lovely guy. And this is when he was captain. He wasn't a successful coach though, was he? No. I think he was through the Extremely dark successful ages. player. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He would have been like the two games, one out of yeah. 20 type coach. But he was the skipper during the three-peat. Yeah. So he's, a, he, he's an almighty even, line. Even as much as I didn't love AFL growing up, he's just a legend. Oh, yeah. So people who are just good enough to transcend actually caring about the thing. Like, I'm sure if I met someone who's very good at esports... No, yeah. no, you know what? I wouldn't be impressed. I think you'd... no. It's like on Terrace Assembly when they bring like a year six on, and they'd be like, "He's like the best in Queensland at chess," <laughs> and, and you'd just be like, "Fuck yeah, <laughs> let's get around this guy." I don't understand what you do, but I'm loving it. I mean, we probably will cover it on another episode. We don't talk enough about the fact that Terrace just had an Olympian floating around in fucking canoeing. So true. Or kayaking. I can't remember which one it was. I think it was canoeing. Canoe. Yeah. What's the difference? Kayaking, you've got one oar. And you go on side canoeing, to side. Canoeing, I think canoeing, canoeing they're, and they're built in. No, no. Canoeing is the big oar, but with the blades turned in different ways. You yeah. Do yeah. Yeah. I think. Kayak is one. Yeah. No. Inverse. No, I think kayaking, the kayak's two. You no, got, I've kayaked. You definitely only have one oar. Sure but you it's tipsy-turny. You've got to like roll it in your wrists a bit to hit the right bit. Oh no, that's what I mean. You've got one you've got one oar that has a blade on each end of the oar. Yeah. Yeah. Does it, do you have two in canoeing? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, just double up. bladed No, it's a double bladed canoe. paddle. Oh yeah. Whereas in canoeing you've Well, I've looked up canoeing and there's photos of what is clearly a fucking kayak. Nice. So now I don't know if anyone knows what they're talking about. We'll have to get this Olympian on the show one day. Now, I'm getting a vibe here. Canoes, some of them were designed to use with sails, some with outriggers, apparently. I think canoes... What the fuck did you just say? <laughs> outriggers, man, outriggers. 
I think canoes are just like a catch-all for like that type of boat. Oh, kayaks have sprung. But kayaking isn't that also in the Olympics? What do you think? Fucks more. I think kayaking. Fucks. Canoeing 100%. just sounds like. Ah, oh, Uncle Jim's here. He's going to take us for a canoe on Maroon Dam. Mm. Oh, great. What? Whereas kayaking, it's like I'm going to go for a kayak. I, I think someone's quite fit if they're yeah, a fucking um, kayaker. That's sick. To to fully commit the canoe. So where you have they're both. You only have one paddle. The canoe, you have one blade on the paddle. The kayak, you have both. Sick. The thing everyone's done like on a dam or in the Brisbane River, kayaking, canoeing harder. Manscaped should create a new razor called the canoe and it's just one blade. Yeah. But it's like cool. So true. Whereas the kayak sp- is like two little razors. <laughs> speaking of. Yes. We'll talk about them later. <laughs> oh, My pubes. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Out of control. These ads. These ads. Oh, fuck no, me. we'll finish our notes. We'll do that later. There's other notable people on Morningside. Phaser I've never Days, heard of either of these people. Who is Amelia Murray, um, is a musician. I wonder if she's related to- Pete Murray. Pete Murray. Maybe. Because- Yeah, I'll look it up. He's also local. Take me the through area. the other guy as well. Phaser Days, who is a musician from the area who released her first studio album with Morningside as the title of the project. Now, oh. we thought we were big by having an album called What's Better Than Brisbane as the Mangroves mm. and then having Suburb Songs. She's gone a step further it's and incredible. named the whole album Morningside. Yeah, so that's weird. We, I feel like a, a collab with Phaser Days could be bloody on the cards for the Mangroves. We're spiritually yeah. aligned. She's not from Morningside. What? Yeah. Amelia, where's she from? She's from New Zealand. Surely she lived there. It says here, a musician from the area who released her first studio album with Morningside as the title of the project. Is that on Spotify? Morningside? She lives apparently in Auckland and she was born in New Zealand. Okay. We're gonna get, maybe there's another. I think she might have just named her album Morningside and, and the Brisbane suburb yeah. of Morningside has gone, <laughs> it's about us. And it's evidently not. It's also, it could very much be written just about like Morningside. Like, oh, the I wake up on the other side of the morning. And th- yeah, there's a so lot true. of artsy reasons a New Zealand artist could have for naming their album Morningside that has nothing to do with this suburb. I don't I, know what it is. I can't wait. Well, anyway. And the last one was Mal Michael. Oh, no, she moved to Morningside. Yeah, oh, fuck From yeah. Auckland, right. Yeah, good. <laughs> okay, great. Jeez. So we're really we'll, into phaser days now. We nick... How, how's the music, I wonder? I've got no idea. Well, we'll listen later. Who's the later. other final notable of Morningside? Uh, Ma- Mal Michael, an Australian rules footballer. And Mal Michael sounds absolutely like a name you'd have to an old school AFL player. Anyway, let's talk about the contemporary version after this. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. Henry, that quarantine bush of yours, I have to live with it. I have to live in a room next to it. And it's only the Lawnmower 3.0 that keeps it at bay. But it's not just you. It's Mm. blokes all across Australia. If we didn't have the advantage of Manscaped's patented, patented, yeah, patented technology. Is it patented? Patented. I'm sure they have patented it. The technology's brilliant. They'd want it. They'd want it. If they haven't. It can last for hours. Mate. If you want to have an hour-long trim of your balls, you can. And it's not just a trim of your balls. You can use the Crop Duster deodorant. Yeah. It smells good. To be honest, I'd probably use it on myself because people don't know what it smells like. They're not going to go, oh, he's wearing ball deodorant. They go, how beautiful is the smell of that deodorant? What a great yeah. guy. Can I Can I tell you? You've touched on it there very briefly. Yeah. The, the ball deodorant and the moisturiser. Chafing is a problem that I think affects many, many people mm. in Australia. Not me. 
Mate, and well, me Mate, never once. I've bled from chafing. Gross thing. Really? That was in New Zealand. I went for a hike. Bled from chafing, and it and it kind of just. I don't think away. I've ever chafed once. How do you, do you walk like a cowboy? I must just. I'm. You been at the beach? No. Mate, I'm always chafing at the beach. Wet boardies walking wow. around sand. No. You must have gritty, tough skin. Probably tough because I don't have much of a thigh gap. I'm not like a thin thighed man. I thought you. I thought you did have an ITG in, in a thigh gap. I thought you very. That's one of the things you work on most. That's the one weird body thing that you care about. <laughs> that I'm really hung up on. Yeah, that and the bikini bridge. Oh yeah, that's yeah. good. What's the one thing that like hot people have that you you'd take? Me. Yeah. Um. Trying to think like, and it can't just be like a big dick and uh, nice bigger, blue uh, eyes. No, bigger shoulders. Oh, yeah. Because of my build, I will never be broad shouldered, but yeah, I'd okay. love them to be a bit bigger. I think abs would <laughs> be hard to go by. Yeah. But abs? But abs, but abs, abs on a skinny guy is like. Georgia the other day did say to me, she's like, I do say when I see someone with abs, like I think, oh, they must have no life. And I was like, that's very kind of you to say. In, 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 in which case I have an yeah, amazing yeah, yeah. life. It's, my autobiography is just me being like, a life well lived with my huge no. gut. No abs. I, yeah, no, I, I agree actually. I think a, a genuine six pack would be hard to go past. But but second to that, second perfectly to that, trimmed and shaved balls. The one thing I don't want is chafing, and the ball deodorant and moisturizer. It's anti-chafing. So you, mate, here's the thing: we already put deodorant on our armpits. Why are we not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of our body? Now that's in the copy. I mean, <laughs> I mean it's like how smelly, how smelly is the copy? Right? Whoever wrote this copy uh, at Manscaped um, my, is just like, hey guys, you know, it's the smelliest part of the body, um, isn't it? What was that, Declan? <laughs> My armpits are, without fail, far smellier than my balls. Yeah. I wash my balls. They're, they receive more attention in the shower and in the grooming by Manscaped than literally anything. And after you've done that, you do love that crop reviver, which is the ball toner spray. Guys, well, basically, yeah. what we're going to tell you here, just don't be the hairy guy. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their package their perfect package 3.0. It's got everything we've just spoken about in there. Um, so make sure you get 20% off and free shipping with the code Brisbane at manscaped.com. 20% off free shipping manscaped.com. Keep your balls neat. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. Now, Henry, not a huge amount on contemporary Morningside here, but we're going to kick things off with the enthralling story of Morningside Panthers AFL and your young career. The Morningside Panthers, guys, it's the AFL club. It's the local AFL club. And... I, when I say, we, we've dived into a fair bit of stuff about my school and my Scooby-Doo impressions. So, oh, you know, I was a weird kid. Mm. I was a kid who was plagued by an ongoing Scooby-Doo impression and people thought, oh, you know, like, he's a freak. And then new guy came to the school, new family arrived at the school. I became very good friends with the boys. Um, they named the Worms. I'll say their names. Lovely, lovely people. The Worms. The Worms. W-E. The Worms. Not, they're not the Worms. <laughs> Can you not smite the good name of the, the family who are now named on the podcast? Oh, you, you were friends with a worm. They in no way resemble worms. You they didn't eat soil. They didn't, they didn't burrow in the in your ground. Garden. And you're like, Mom, Dad, I've met the most wonderful new My family. friends the at worms. school were not eaten by birds for lunch. They were not eaten for breakfast. They were never the target of butcher birds. I think you just found some worms and you're like, 
We made some amazing new friends. I didn't meet them on a leaf, is what I'm trying to say. They're not worms. Uh, they, they are. The worms who aren't insects. The They're lovely people. What and are their names? Still friends. I could name more. Do it. I can name the whole family. I'm not going to name the whole family. <laughs> Dox them. Slimy. Um, <laughs> slippery. Slippery. Skinny. Uh, dirty. Um, Soily. Headed. Uh, they really sound like they're worms. They're not a bunch of fucking worms, man. Uh, Grassy. Um, <laughs> slippery the second. Slimy junior. Slippery two. No, the worms, who are yeah. lovely family friends of mine from primary school, who we're still friends with. They're great people. And can I just say this? Very good AFL players. Now, the dad, Stephen, I never really, because of the nature of memory and um, primary school exaggeration, I never got a real honest grasp on what level of AFL he played. But I know he's from Victoria, so he definitely played in the VFL. Basically, right. I think he might have played for the Bears of old. Oh, the, well, um, Fitzroy. The Fitzroy Bears. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of lost as to where he was. But he was. I'm led to believe he's quite a good AFL player. Yeah. And... The boys, his his offspring were as well. And uh, my friend Mackenzie, who just great AFL player, great sportsman, was it? Oh, not? sorry, it was the Brisbane Bears. Yeah, Brisbane Bears. Because it was the merger with the Fitzroy they, Lions that go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, Brisbane Bears, yeah. whatever they were. So very um, good. So yeah, again, I'm led to believe he's very good. Uh, and Mackenzie was my friend in my grade, and uh, he was a very good AFL player and, uh, and and a great friend, despite the fact that uh, he did get allowed to go to blue light discos at the PCYC before me and was very well known that he kissed a girl before me. And I do think that's probably the root of all my anxiety today. Oh, uh, but moving on. Um, um, you know, I was just, I was just. Dad's name wasn't David, was it? Nah. Have you looked up worm though? Like it's. <laughs> I've looked up slippery the worm no, who played slippery. in the VFL. How would he catch the ball if he, he he's just one arm. Worms are just dad's one name, long arm. Dad's name's Stephen. Yes. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, it looks like his brother was a much more successful AFL player. Did you say David is the brother? Yeah. Yeah. He. That, yes, because I've okay, yeah. with the whole family. So that, this uh, is the Stephen family. did play. He played three games for Melbourne in 1992. There you go. Great. Either way, he coached on at um at Morningside Panthers. Right. Wonderful. And the boys, the the boys, the popular good sportsmen they were, and good friends said, Henry, come along and play in the game. Oh, uh, so I I went and joined AFL, and um now. As you'd expect, in my mind, I think I was a shocking AFL player. Mm. But played for a couple of years, really got around it, get out there on a Saturday, muck around, bit of fun. And then years later, we were saw the worms, and one of the younger boys said, oh, Henry, you were just like one of the great AFL players. What? And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, I remember when you were in Campbell's team, you were just running around everywhere. You were always in the centres, but you'd be kicking goals from the centres. It was back in junior AFL when you couldn't, when if you were a forward, a centre or a back, you couldn't move. It was like a netball style thing. You had had a wristband that signified what you were in. You stayed there. I always found it just the briefest detour. Very funny that junior AFL and junior rugby union had very, very different rules. Like union wasn't tackled for years, Mm. this centre thing. I played junior rugby league. They... I don't think the league community was clever enough to come up with rule variations for juniors because <laughs> you just played 30-minute halves of 13-a-side full-tackle league. Like, good on you, mate. The now s- go and glass your yeah, kidney friends. <laughs> I know it's those plastic yellow Ikea cups, but I don't know. Do your best. I have a crush on a girl at preschool. Oh, well, you better go harass her, mate. <laughs> we can't separate the two. Uh, but, but yeah, so AFL, yeah. I think there was tackling. But, yeah, so... I mean, what- yeah, well, it was kick, yeah. 
Basically, no, this wasn't even Auskick, mate. Oh, so you play club, proper, proper club AFL for playing games. games. This isn't just fucking running drills in a Milo singlet, bro. Mm. This okay. isn't This isn't some Weetbix shit. It's okay? not some Weetbix shit. Yeah, thank you. Okay. I saw the way you're looking at me like you thought it was. Okay, fuck. But basically, I think the Worms have misremembered my uh, my AFL. Oh, Worms. So don't. I now get- Worms have very small brains. Okay. <laughs> but I am now remembered as a good AFL player. So I'm a bit of a legend in the Morningside Panthers in the memory of some. Because I think they've mistaken me with someone else. Because I absolutely wasn't good. Amazing. But I had a good time. I had a good AFL career at the Morningside Panthers, and I do remember there was a bit of a culture building in the team because we'd all started watching a bit of real AFL and thinking, <laughs> "Oh, we should get into fights." All our heroes in the game, you know, when, yeah. When a biff breaks out, sure, it was the same at rugby Particularly league. Particularly early two thousands, yeah, yeah. So, in what was a weirdly organised sort of union esque movement from the young kids, we said, "All right, we have a Friday night game." Usually we're playing on a Saturday morning, but a game coming up, we've got a Friday night game. It's after school. They always felt way more gnarly Mate, than that. That feels fucking games. edgy. Well, we named it Fight Night. That was oh, going to be Fight Night. So the team, I have to say, about three weeks out, I think, was oh, making wow. plans. And we're like trying to be like, yeah, really excited for it. So we get there and we're going to go on and play. And we're all just talking about it. Yeah, fine. And I think the coaches, one of which was Stephen at this point, is like getting word of the campaign. Because we've been talking about it yeah. training for like four weeks. And kids usually kind of not neg- as covert as kind they of think negligent if he's yeah. not getting word at that point. Yeah. So pulls in, he's like, guys, there's a fair few rumours floating around in the press. Uh, some <laughs> media outlets are early reporting that there's a fight night coming up. Just yeah, don't do that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just immediately running on. These poor people we haven't met. And then I like to think I was maybe involved in a bit of push and shove. There was one other boy just like immediately gets someone on the ground, pins him, and it's just like beating him like actually <laughs> in the face. And just the degree to which Fight Night was carried out with just ruthless efficiency. And I think that they cancelled the game. You'd have to forfeit. I think the yeah. ref had to call the game and be like, um, so clearly the Morning Side Panthers have come out here with no provocation. <laughs> Absolutely no. They've just made a clear decision that they want to fight. And we're like, uh, yeah, ref, it's Fight Night. Uh, <laughs> so that was, I remember the Morningside Panthers. There's a bit of grit in Morningside for that reason. That's fun. But one other uh, memory I would like to share quickly about the, um, that, that club that I was at, my AFL career. Mm. Um, this is a very short thing, but we were playing a game on Saturday morning. Weird thing I just remembered as well, at halftime, not only would we have oranges, one of the mums would always bring like um, melting moments, oh. which were not a good well, time food I think I've, I've said sport. on the podcast before, but once I baked my under six rugby league team a chocolate cake, mm. but in fact it valleys uh, for half time, and yeah. the coach had no idea what to say because <laughs> he'd never seen a six-year-old Rugby league playing little boy bake a cake for the team. But he had seen Matilda. So he was like, all right, Joe, eat the oh, whole thing in front of us. Just some fat prop that just has to eat it. I make the cake to then bully another kid with it. Well, sir, Fucking Jeremy Marie, bought a cake. Marie Antoinette over here at halftime. <laughs> Jesus. Let them eat halves of oranges. <laughs> um, mm. But yes. yeah, so we had, a, we had a game and then after the game, we were all hanging around and one of, the, one of the people who worked at the club was like, why don't you come around and we love some of the younger kids to do the scoreboard oh, yeah. for the for the first game, for the pre- premier game. Um, so we were like, oh, yeah, we'll hang around and do that. And they go, oh, yeah, we'll pay you $5 each. And we're like, oh, okay, like, sweet. So there's like pretty big amount seven of or eight of us. And oh, then, wow. at this age, this year three or four, that's a amount of money. It's like so, Powerade and chips. Exactly. But what you'll also know about being grade three or four, you're not amazing at your seven times tables. And I don't know how much you know about AFL, but somewhat crucial to the game of uh, scoring AFL is knowing your times tables. Basically, 
We get told like second or third quarter, a furious parent has run up with a notepad. Turns out they've clocked early that we seem to just be having a fair bit of chat, seeing who can hang by the bar of the school board. <laughs> it's one of those old manual school boards yeah, that we're yeah, up yeah. just changing the numbers. Just having fun. So we're just fucking around like playing bloody who dares wins up there. And then this parent comes up from the other team and is like, you guys have fucked up the score you're out by about 40 points. It's to the degree that we think it's affecting the on-field play because the team who I know by my maths to be losing is getting a little bit lax out there. Anyway, we were then accused afterwards. We got screamed at by the manager of the club being like, you've basically fixed the game in favour of the Morningside Panthers. And we were like, no, sir, we just don't know it, how to do maths because the yet. Morningside Panthers eight. were way more ahead than you were showing? I, I and so the other team felt like they was... That's what no, I think. No. The, no, that's what I think the issue was. Is like we were showing the other team to be a little bit ahead. It, I think it was uh, changing all over the show. Yeah. I don't remember the exact back and forth of the scores. Yeah, but the main thrust being you, maybe we you have influenced the way they play the game. This game of it's AFL, very very funny. And then we were. I remember we went up to the person who we were like after this boldly saying, "Oh, by the way, we have our five dollars, please." Gave us five dollars to share between seven of us oh. with coins. <laughs> I had like fifty cents. I think I got a pasito because you didn't know seven time tables. You were like. Beautiful. Thanks, <laughs> yeah, mate. Like, done. Beautiful. Yeah, it's great. All right. Um, what else have been Morningside, Monk? Uh, riding Road. Oh, all I want to say about this, um, thought it was very cool growing up. Riding Road, big long road, has a bike shop on it. It's funny. Fucking, fucking funny. It's like a roadie road, uh, which is both a road and has the characteristics of a road. That's even better. That's fine. Around Champside, roadie road, big That's fan. That's right. Uh, our House. Our House is a cafe that is no longer there. I only wrote it down because something we've been talking about living in this area now is there's a real competitiveness and desperation to have a local and yep. have the local place know your names. Now we're currently It's like how I'm yeah. I'm absolutely killing it at Warehouse 25 at the moment. New uh, bar that's open. New up. bar in Milton. It's amazing. It's so much fun. We've been going there, I'd say Usually twice a weekend. Usually a Friday and a Sunday, you'll probably find us there. A lovely pizza. Uh amazing pizza, great food. Um but one of the bartenders, Taylor Absolute delight. Mm. Um, and I think just I got lucky because I was there with, I think, you and Hamish. And I, then I was there with you again the next weekend. And she just remembered us. And then she was like, oh, what's your name? Joe. So now I get welcomed when I go in. Warehouse 25 hugs their locals. Yeah. We've been there and seen locals get in and they get like a cheer, a round of applause and a hug. Mm. So we clearly have a long way to go. Long but way. yeah, nothing matters more to me than having a local. I love a local. And that was, well, we had this not with a bar, but when New Cafe opened up on Riding oh, Road, in fact, right. and our family friends, the Burns, who live in Morningside, yeah. and my family, we all were like, all right, that's going to be the fun. With, with the same efficiency of we're doing fight night yeah. that we had in the <laughs> AFL, we were like, Ruthless that's the efficiency local. in Morningside. So we would go every it's Friday like after bang. school. Kyle knows who we are now. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we go every afternoon, uh, every Friday afternoon yeah. rather, to our house, right. and we like knew the people. One of them got engaged. We were learning life awesome. stories. Um, I was always getting a spider just to spice it up right. a little bit, coke with ice cream, blah. Delish. We're absolutely killing it. Yeah, I think we started to drift away a little bit because Fridays you want to do other stuff as you get older than go to a cafe and That's get a spider the last thing with I your want family to do, but friends. Yeah. Um, mate, I think we just nailed it, and then they fucking closed. Oh, and now there's like some other one there. That is painful. We blew it. Bullshit. Uh, anyway. Admittedly, Morningside, you wouldn't have the pain I have in this area, which is like, there are four or five places that could be my coffee local. Oh, it yeah. It's very hard. Morningside, you're running low on options. But then again, now it's getting a little... Yeah, a, everywhere's getting a bit with something. Uh, you got something here about your chiropractor, Henry? 
Um, not overly important. I just remember same. When once did again. you go to a chiropractor? It was in like year four. It was probably after the AFL. It was probably after. F- it was probably after fight night. Not, Someone not, probably got my spine. Not real medicine, man. Yeah, it's made up, mate. This guy. It's a bit of a have. This chiropractor. I don't know if he's still there. He, he was American, right? And I'd go are. in there, mate. He was. I was terrified to go. <laughs> it hurt so much, mm. and he had this thing that looked like a fucking garlic presser, and he would just like. Connected to him, he's like, "All right, now, Henry, you need to be a brave little man." And it would look like a transformer coming to life. <laughs> and I just remember, I just have like PTSD. I never want to go back to a chiropractor. Think you you, sh- you act- shouldn't want to. No, I want. I go to a physio. <laughs> what, 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 what are they? I think the, at the time he was very willing to let me think he was a doctor. The, I think at best chiropractors, it's like if you have very specific back things, mm. sure. The issue with them is, no, you know what? Now they're that, not doctors, bro. Also, go now to that a I think about it, I was like year four. Why was I going to a chiropractor? Yeah, go to a physio. How did I? What did I? What was hurting me so much? Why did I have a sore back at that age? Carrying the team, like, oh, carrying the Morningside Panthers, so mate. True, bro. Broken back from carrying the team. And this accusation might not be true, but I seem to remember for a professional chiropractor, he kissed my mum on the cheek every time we went there. Don't know if that's true. Uh, happened? No, I said. Um, but this is just youth memories flowing back. And was your mum friends with him though? No. A couple of doctors. I think the chiropractor is a slimy. I, I, I'm happy to say, with a generally slimy profession. I view chiropractors as like used car salesmen. Like, <laughs> yeah, I reckon there's a bit yeah, of. A, I'm glad you agree. A I snake view, oil merchant. I view. I look upon them exceptionally dismissively, <laughs> and proud of it. I, I, if you're a chiropractor who you, listens to this, right in. <laughs> you've hit the jackpot. Kissing mums on cheeks, oh. cracking backs. It's all good. Good woolies. The great Woolies in Morningside at the Morningside Plaza. Good. I know it was good because despite the fact that we lived closer to the Bulimba Woolies, mum, if she really wanted to go Went shopping, way. we'd be going to the Morningside Plaza. And then uh, and there was a very good fruit shop there near the Combsley Hotel, oh, which is also a great spot. But the last thing I did want to talk about in that area in relation to food, Killer Miss India. Yeah, good. I think it's still there. Is there a Mr. India? I don't know. I think, she's a, mi- I think she's a miss. Oh, or a muzz. Friend of the show, Katie, um, mm. went for a job at Miss India. And she's not Indian. A job? She felt like a law job. Pretty sure she was going to be the in-house counsel for Miss <laughs> India. <laughs> and she met with That's Miss India. That's so in- funny. Miss India was like, hello, how can Take I help my seat. She's like cloaked in darkness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come, have a seat. I am Miss India. Miss India has like a Razal Ghoul vibe. Yeah. I reckon at the end it would be revealed that someone who you didn't expect to be was actually she's, the sh- real Miss India. Yeah, she's behind way more than you think. Fuck it. Like that sick. pad tie you enjoyed. My <laughs> fingers were involved. Why don't you get a pad tie, Miss India? No, no, but like you go to a tie place and you don't realize, oh, but she's also behind that. Holy shit, that is cool. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's very good. But then, because I work near Morningside, bro, yeah. what the fuck's Curryville? I see a pla- there's a place called Curryville. Is it a whole village or just one restaurant? Um, it's one restaurant yeah, that are posing as, a, as an electorate, but it's always pumped. Like, mate, you'll go past on a Monday, Tuesday. It's full. Fuck, how much? The brim. How good must Curryville well, that's, be? And I'm scared for the classic old Miss India. I'm scared that Curryville's oh, taking a bit of the Morningside curry flavour away. I don't know. Miss India's a chain, though. Yeah, it is. I can never have... I mean, I'll always stand up for um, Curryville that I just heard of. Yeah. I'll always stand up for them. You will. You're a great yeah. defender of Curryville. Well, now I just want a curry. Yeah. Well, mate, this is um, not usually curry being a food that makes you do what we're going to talk about next. But uh, let's ask a question. Yeah, oh, that's morning side. Fuck. Do we have a Broken Hearts Burger Club? Have we said that? Oh, sorry. 
Starting again. No, no. Hey, you said what you needed to. Just hit recording. This burger place, Broken Hearts Burger Club, um, at Morningside that doesn't fuck. No. And nor does Morningside. Oh, I don't think it fucks at all. It's I too, love Morningside. It's two genuine kids. Yeah, we like, that a lot. it's it's a truly child's area of town. And I love a local AFL club, but I don't think it fucks in the same way that I would say a local rugby union club. Union fucks. clubs fuck. I don't know I if an AFL think both one union does. and league clubs fuck. I don't know if a, like a leagues club fucks. Not a leagues club, but I mean a genuine league club. The energy of like Friday night footy fucks. Whereas I don't think Friday Saturday AFL, AFL's played during the day so often. Sunday Arvo AFL. It's like, you know fuck. how like you see blokes playing soccer, like, oh, we play in a Sunday league. Like that doesn't fuck. No. Friday night footy does. And that's, yeah, which I don't know if you're getting a lot of in Winter and also winter Friday night. I mean, AFL's also in winter. I don't know. Yeah, for me, Morningside, it's just, it's a bit mm. out of the way. It's a bit random. If you were going to get an Uber back there from the Valley, it's it's not quick. It's got a big park in the middle of it, which doesn't fuck it's that just very, much. It's very wonderful place to raise a family, but it's a family that you've already procreated. Sure. You're not fucking. I like that. That's as good of an answer as I could come up with. Nah, Morningside, love you, but you're not a morning fuck, you're a Morningside. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. Well, thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for listening uh, to what is now the 800th episode of Unpacking Brisbane. <laughs> We've got more than the Simpsons, and baby. And if we only, if we just get another, oh, what? 4,200 listens on this episode, yeah. we'll break 5 million listens. That's it. It's incredible. <laughs> We're pretty close. We're so close to these massive milestones. And you know who's going to help us get there is Manscaped. Uh, free yeah. shipping and 20% off when you oh. go to manscaped.com. Um, again, we mentioned it earlier, but get the perfect package, 3.0. Yeah, it's, it. um, it's got all of the... It's and, got, now, and now that the spending heat of Christmas and, and Valentine's yeah. everything is over, it's now time you can actually spend a bit of money on yourself. So and it's, take and a look it, at your next paycheck, free shipping, 20% off. Use the code Brisbane. It's time to get clean and mean with the perfect package 3.0. And don't forget, for on-the-go freshness, you're going to love that Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. All those things included. Your balls will thank you. Spot on, Mel. And, uh, yeah, coming up next on Unpacking Brisbane, who knows? Maybe message us about us. Yeah. Uh, do something totally unlike the Morningside thing and reach out to your mates, Henry and Joe, who Be. do this every week for free. Be proactive. Because we still haven't responded to Manscaped with that email, so we don't know how to get paid. Still make no money. But um, uh, thanks so much for listening into Morningside. We love you all. Love you all very much. Have a there's, great week. Enjoy yourselves. Oh, and just on a personal note, we might just quickly say, uh, obviously COVID made a few celebrations be postponed, but uh, oh. I think tonight we'll be celebrating There's one Joe Dwyer um, in a great way. He obviously celebrated a milestone birthday last year of 41. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, we'll be we'll be celebrating Joe tonight. So, mm. if you if you want to send some messages to unpack Brisbane, telling him to have a great night, will uh, be my twenty first. Yeah, be, be very not excellent. technically, not technically, just, but uh, and for all fans of Brisbane, you'll be relieved to know the theme is Brisbane. Yeah, so I'm playing exactly on brand here. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll reveal what some of the highlights of the costumes were uh, mm. next week. But guys, um, until then, uh, thanks for thanks for listening. <laughs>